Welcome to The Talking Tin. I'm James Roy Lawson, Senior Digital Advisor, Designer, Digital Analyst, Economist and Podcaster. This is an audio version of the article, The Journey to a New Website, published on my website, beantin.net. My summer project during the summer of 2023 was to revamp my website. Well, actually, that's not strictly true. The project of creating this new website started a few years ago. Actually, that's not even strictly true. The work on this particular plan started this year. Work on a website, it actually never ends. Nevertheless, I've made it. I've migrated from beantin.se to beantin.net. And you can read this on the latest incarnation of my company website. The journey to get here, though, hasn't been simple. All right, so the actual task of moving from beantin.se, which was a WordPress site I'd launched in 2014, that in itself was a migration project from an old Tumblr site I had since about 2007. It all could have been very simple. Very simple translates, roughly speaking, into break lots of things and leave lots of things in a broken state. I could have exported the WordPress content and then imported it, just as it was, into Ghost, which is the platform I've migrated to, but we'll talk more about that at the end. I could shut down beantin.se and launch beantin.net. But that wouldn't have been me. That wouldn't have been close to good enough. Websites are rarely simple things anymore. They're organisms woven into the fabric of the internet. It's an entity consisting of links, code, content, structure, history. And to a certain extent, in the case of this website, me. There's also decay. Things that years ago felt like good solutions, now required some time-consuming work to fix. Like carefully renovating an old building peeling back the layers in order to get back to basics and start again. Like renovating an old building, each time you peel back a layer, you find something else. More surprises. Feels like it'll never end. The feeling of anguish grows. Oh, why did I ever start? This really will never end. Links and redirects. There should be no such thing as a broken link, 404s are an error. They're a bug. They are something you should aim to avoid, and if you find them, you should fix them. The positive reasons for doing so are numerous, but we can summarise it as it's good for the user experience to have links that work. Often, though, we end up in situations with broken links. Things are no longer where they used to be. Sometimes it's the fault of the content management platform, not helping the publisher or editor sufficiently enough when changing the slug, which is the bit of the link um, after your domain, um, or unpublishing a page. Sometimes it's the fault of a poorly planned or poorly executed migration between old and new platforms. Sometimes, even with a planned migration, mapping URLs can be a time and budget consuming exercise and eventually a decision to abandon certain links is made. Perhaps 
ones that I rarely visited. But 404s are still an error, and helping clients avoid them is one of my recurring themes. I see it as a user experience issue. If you find a link and you click on it and it doesn't work, that is a poor user experience, isn't it? I think I've managed to redirect everything. Even a link from 2007 should work. And if you find one I've missed, let me know. Code. No matter what the platform and no matter what the template, there's always something that isn't quite right. It might be the visual styling of an element, but just as likely, actually more than likely, there's an accessibility or usability shortcoming that should be addressed. I'd love it to be true that website platforms and their associated templates and themes were always accessible and usable, but they aren't. It's all too easy to add content, change settings, store plugins that make your site less accessible or less usable. As I can dabble in HTML, CSS and JavaScript, this usually ends up as a massive rabbit hole. The tinkering and tweaking keeps on going. During this migration, a particular source of pain was the way in which the top navigation of this ghost template behaved. I wasn't happy. I'm still not really happy. But I've accepted that I've spent enough time on this for now. Content. Some of the content on this website dates back to 2007. The content on this website has been created in multiple platforms and in different eras, and much of it migrated multiple times. Back in 2007, I had a separate mobile website. This was three years before responsive web design was born. Font sizes were smaller, and so were images. In certain posts, content was embedded with scripts, tweets from Twitter, for example, or even iframes. Outbound links in odd articles are often broken which is back to the 404 thing again. And I'd really like to convert those old broken links to point to archived versions of resources I'd shared. But that's a time-consuming exercise and non-trivial to automate. There are articles that I'd like to update or revisit. Other articles that I'd like to put some kind of notice on saying that this content isn't applicable anymore and guide the reader to something more useful and relevant instead. But... As with the code and redirects, a point is reached when you need to stop, for now anyway. Work on a website never ends. Structure. I've worked on some pretty large websites over the years, with tens of thousands of pages. I've sat with spreadsheets and information architectures, done tree sorting and tests to find a structure and a categorization system that would work. You think that a simple company presence like mine wouldn't be that difficult. But as with so many things, once you get into the details, it becomes tougher than it seemed on the surface. The top navigation is just one aspect of a site stru structure. There are also links that are in the site footer. And on top of that, there's metadata in the form of tags that are added to each article and pages. Out of those tags, there is a primary tag which gets presented and highlighted on each page. I wanted to have a collection of tags that could be used as primary article categories so that every article could be placed in a category. This categorization task was challenging. Is this article you're reading a reflection post or an anecdote? Another one might be an analysis, but heavily featuring analytics.
reflection. But in the end, my main categories have ended up being a little uneven. Some are broad categories, such as anecdote. Others are very niche, such as viewport. I did, though, manage to avoid having a category called other. Self-reflection. The most surprising aspect of working on a new website is the amount of self-reflection that it creates. Who am I? Am I the same person from a business perspective as I was a few years ago? How do I want to present myself? As someone who is self-employed, I don't have anyone else giving me titles. The job title I had 20 years ago, which was the last one I had before becoming a consultant, was web responsible. Not responsible for the entire internet, but that particular company's part of it. It was a direct translation of the Swedish title Web and Svarig. It's always been a source of much self-reflection, trying to decide the most suitable current phrase to describe what I do. Your job title, as someone who is self-employed, is as much a marketing phrase as a communication tool. Over the years, I've shifted from saying web management to user experience, and now to designer. I don't think there's been a fundamental shift in what I do or can do, but the right phrase ebbs and flows. It's always something that will be in a certain state of flux. I work in an industry where we can't agree on what UX is, or how it overlaps with things like UI or CX or product design, or where programmers can be developers, engineers, coders. Of course, everyone loves a unicorn. Beantin.net There have been plenty of times when I've felt like deleting the whole website and replacing it with just a simple business card site. I really did come close at times. I even made the business card site um, with a service called Card. But that wouldn't be me, or what you expected from me. Um, It would result in this website being a representation of everything I say not to do, which is hardly a great look for an independent consultant of my experience. So, here we are. Beantin.net running on Ghost, self-hosted using a combination of CloudRun and HostUp, underpinned by Google Tag Manager, Stape, Plausible, and at the moment, Pickwick Pro. Hopefully, this new platform will mean I rediscover the writing habit which has been lacking in recent years, and I get back to sharing knowledge and content with everyone here. You have been listening to an article written and read by James Royal Lawson. To find out more about how James can help you and your organization do digital things better, visit beanton.net or email james at beanton.se.